citizens. This is your Coalition Dead Boys Podcasters. I am Matt. And I'm Jeff. And we are going to have to excuse Maddie. She isn't feeling well today. So she won't be joining us. I know. She's, You're all sad. So are we. She's more fun to talk to. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> I'm sure the feeling is mutual. Mm. No. I am wonderful company. And so are you. <laughs> we do not... But may but that's neither here nor there. Sorry we haven't been posting for a while. Life yeah. got us down. It's been busy. Uh, let's actually take a moment. Why haven't? What has been going on? Well, Is for it, me, did life just well, for me it's been sneak up on us. Or? It's been that plus the daddy duty and three concurrent remodels to the house. Uh, all the house so, remodeling. Oh, there man. we go. But um, hopefully at least part of it is behind me so and i'm a workaholic my very unforgiving schedule doesn't let me do this like i uh once could you just can't live without workahol i know that is work but um i would like to start off with a great bit of um i'm going to call this mdc news okay there was a uh, there, there was a convention there was a convention if i wish i could remember where but there was a I, it was a it was a gaming con, and I think it I think it happened it was I was gonna say it was somewhere unusual that's why I can't remember where it was uh, but I just remember that uh, somebody actually did like a like a like a, a tabletop uh, a Palladium uh, gaming oh. convention and Kevin uh, somebody himself actually showed up to it oh. so that so uh, that was exciting news might have been up at the Wisconsin yeah. area. Makes sense. I think it was. We have no idea where it is because we're here in the Intermountain regions. So. Yes, we are. Uh, other MDC news um, is kind of related to the same thing. At this convention, Kevin actually showed up and he play tested all of the Savage Worlds books, Ooh, and there was a big, nice. there was a big Savage Worlds um, <clears throat> Rifts book uh, moment, and big, uh, it was a big Savage World Rift uh, presents World Rifts mm -hmm. event uh, that Kevin attended, and they did uh, a lot of the Savage World Rifts running. And that was it. Looked like a lot of fun. It was a great thing. Um, shout out to Peter Studio, uh, Peter Studiart. I think mm -hmm. um, he's the Megaverse ambassador that let me know about it. Mm -hmm. uh, Nate Bingham mm -hmm. uh, also sent me the wave, and Nate and Nate saw it as well. Uh, Nate and Pete and myself, we are the we are the local Megaverse ambassadors here in the valley. So that that is a thing i'm not really sure if there is much in uh in the way of mdc news uh, uh rift uh the next rift is coming out uh 77 77 uh, is coming mm -hmm. up uh ltue at ltue this year uh, uh ltue what happened at, how did ltue go this year i couldn't make it i it was intense i i go for the writing part and i'm not really able to attend much of the gaming uh mm -hmm. gaming area stuff but um this year, uh, well, that's is, why I have to ask because I wasn't there, and yeah, this year, um, most people probably know who Dan Wells is. Well, uh, I can't, well, I don't, I can't speak for everyone, I guess, but um, Dan Wells is awesome, Dan Wells is awesome. Um, I hope he listens to us and hears us give him a shout out, but uh, he, um, is a quite a well-known author. He writes the John Cleaver series of YA horror books. Mm -hmm. He also wrote the Partial series 
and and other things. Um, say hello, Genevieve. We will let little Genevieve be our guest star. Hi, Genevieve. Yes. How are you? Okay, just a sec. Um, anyway, uh, Dan Walls was there, and I got to talk to him for a little bit. I uh, just asked him, you know, what his thoughts on the Savage Rifts was. Mm-hmm. And uh, surprise, surprise, he was actually um, on his way to print some character sheets so he could go over and get a couple of hours playing in before he actually had to give his keynote. I think it was that day. Right. Um, so I thought that was really cool that uh, either, I don't know if he's actually had time to play uh, previously yeah, because he's, you know, kind of on the road, I'm assuming, quite a, quite a bit. Um, he's a busy guy. Yeah. Um, most New York Times bestsellers are. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah. I didn't get a whole lot of time to talk to him just because it was a very hectic place, but uh, all went well, and I think um, it's uh, getting more ex- more and more exposure, especially now that the uh, uh, the world's been picked up kind of by Savage yeah. Savage Worlds. So yeah, that's gotcha. my, it, so that to you, this year was fun. It was great. Life the universe and everything it's, went well. It's oh, it's always great. Um, <clears throat> uh, primarily, I think because um, it's you know I I go to a lot of writing con- uh, conferences, mm-hmm. but this one is. This one is more like a fan convention than, mm-hmm. than it is anything else. So you see people dressed up as Ed Elric. Well, or, and well, and largely the like well, and, well, the name people that show up to these things, all of the a lot of the authors mm-hmm. that come to this, well, they come every year for that because a lot of the authors that they come to this, you know, yeah, they come for because they know that the people that read their work and will buy their books will come, and mm-hmm. they'll they'll show up and they'll they'll talk to them and they'll. Yeah, you know, and they, well, and they'll buy merchandise and they'll oh, yeah. just do stuff just because yeah, you know they're fans and so. Oh yeah, that's why Howard uh, Taylor's there every single year. Howard Taylor's there every with, single year. without fail. Oh, without fail. Yeah, yeah. Howard never. No, there he. Uh, there was one year that he missed, but that was uh, the year that he was actually uh, at some yeah. convention in uh, New Zealand, and so that. Uh, it, were were I him, I would not pass that up. I would definitely no, that would gone be... to New Zealand instead, but. Probably no, like that was I, I, but I just remember that that was like the one, uh, that was like the one year that he missed. He was like, yeah, that was the year that was the that was the year that broke his streak. Um, LTE was a lot of fun. Uh, I don't think there is much else in the way of MDC news except for um, the Gen Con Indie is coming up. So okay, uh, that's a thing. Uh, the Fan X oh yeah is this month in Salt Lake City. I want to give a like shout out for, to everybody who's going. I think it's like next it, week. It actually is next weekend. It's next weekend. It's the weekend of the 17th and 18th. So, so if here. you haven't got your tickets, you've got like five days to go get them, I think, from the time I post this. Or, well, I guess it will start in five days. from the, No, four days from the time I post this. 
And the alleged rumor is that this is going to be Stan Lee's like last convention appearance, and that's why it's such a big deal. Yeah, or at least his last Salt Lake. Well, Salt Lake appearance, appearance yeah. Um, I don't know. He's had a lot of lasts over the last few years. And he has, but that's. I mean, uh, it's like the Rolling Stones. He just keeps going. Or the Fast and Furious. This, you know, yeah, it's, it's it's always yeah. This this is this is a this is the last, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's 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 the last until it's not. So um, never the last, yeah. Or yeah. final or final fantasy. This is the final. This is yes. this is the end until the next one. Yes. Yeah. So it's like the Rolling Stones, the Steel Wheelchair Tour, or the yeah, or the Fast and the Those Furious guys. 27, or the yeah. or like. When I was a kid, the land before time, ninety-five or. Kate, look, Kate, kid look the see. last time I checked, there were still only fourteen installments of the land oh before my time. Gosh, now, fourteen. How many? Times again, that was the last time I checked. I don't know how many. How long ago has that been? I, I, you know, I'd rather not say. Um, <laughs> I, th- I think this horrible joke has gone on long enough. But um, well, yeah. I'm just asking because my kids are going to get into that soon. I'm sure. Yeah. Now the <laughs> now the whole world knows Genevieve. I love there you Genevieve. go. Thank you, Genevieve. We appreciate you. Um, and oh, where else are we going? So yeah, so Stanley's going to be at the Fanex. Uh, the other Which big one awesome. is uh, the girl who played Ginny Weasley in the Harry Potter movies. She's yeah. going to be there. Uh, oh, Jason Momoa, Aquaman. Mm-hmm. He's going to be there. Um, I my, Car- favorite, my favorite superhero. Carrie Elwes is back yeah. along with um, uh, shoot the actors' names have escaped me, but uh, Prince Humperdinck and Vizzini are there with him as well. Inconceivable. So, yes, Mister Inconceivable. Well, uh, Sean Wallace. Sean Wallace. That's his name. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. So you just need to say inconceivable, yeah, this, uh, and it reminds you right away. So that so that's that's a big deal. Oh, and uh, the other one that I heard was here uh, for everyone listening to this who is our age. I heard that Christopher Lambert is showing up. Uh, Christopher Lambert is—he was the original Highlander, oh, okay. and he was—he uh, also played Raiden in Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, don't know, I I always liked his work, but I was—I was always a Highlander fan. <laughs> back in sad, back sad in the day say. when when they were making bad video game movies. Oh, have they made a good video? I mean, I'm sure they'll get it right one of these days. Uh, now, eventually. Come on, you have to admit, Mortal, Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter and Super Mario, they were all just oh, bottom gonna, of the barrel oh, bad. Yes, but I, I think some of us just loved them anyway for the, for the nostalgia. Or, yeah, no, no uh, Mortal Kombat can be carried by its soundtrack. The soundtrack That's, of Mortal Kombat was pretty phenomenal. That is true. Um, and Street Fighter is carried just because it was just that hilarious. I mean, you just uh, no, no, the the Rift Tracks guys did Street Fighter. That's an, oh yeah, and that is an MP3 worth owning. That I've never had so much more so much fun with an MP3 in all my life. It's uh, it's it's not it's not quite uh, up to it doesn't quite rank up there with the the Rift Tracks guys when they did Twilight, but it's pretty cool. Oh. So oh. Th- those are excellent MP3s. Well, like, A shout out to the Rift Tracks guys. Kevin and Mike actually made uh, they actually made my Christmas list this year because they actually when I when I well when I tweeted them now and uh, when I you know post suggestions on the site they actually they actually talk to me now so that was I thought that was cool nice so that, uh, but it, but it, but it wasn't me Matt it was as uh, Coalition Dead Boys and so that's why mm-hmm. I'm bringing it up now is because when Coalition Dead Boys tweets to Rift Tracks and says, hey, I love your stuff. They're like, hey, thanks, Rift Tracks. 
what do you guys do? We're a podcast. Will you listen to us? And they say, yeah, sure. So that, so that happened. So I know that the Rift Track guys have listened to us at least once. So, <laughs> so there we go. Well, yay, we were passing things. And in SDC news, oh my goodness, so much has oh happened. I'm going to just go through this as quickly as I can Quick because there really is too much. Well, first things first, Monster Factory came to a, a pretty spectacular end. end. I don't, I am, too, much to my chagrin. Uh, <laughs> it turned out when I sent everyone to a hellscape and murdered them all there, they were actually all happy. It turns out that like four of my players ended up accomplishing like lifelong goals when they ended <laughs> up know, dying I, in a hellscape. I, so, I remember I heard... Um, Since everyone Andrew. was dead, Andrew jumped for joy because, yes, everyone's dead, and I am ruler of the undead. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations, <laughs> a- Andrew. You are... You are the you are you are you are, you are, se- you are second lord in the realm in the realms of uh, outer darkness. We're we're so proud of you. Uh, Matt Maddie's little inferno. She well she was she was decimated anyway. But oh, um, Heidi was reunited with her family. They were all dead, but they but, were still. Hey. But you know, a reunited family is a reunited hey, family. Maybe I was there. Yeah. Uh, no, you. Uh, you're the only one who was not there. You were the one who got to go to heaven because you were the only principled good person there. Uh, the other person who ended up coming out of this smelling like a rose. The other two people that ended up coming out of this smelling like a rose. Uh, well, James's character, who replaced Mac as the Lord of All Hell Domains fool, and Mac would be the other one because Mac was a living rune weapon who uh, got turned into a squeaky hammer. So I I uh, yeah I just I came out smelling like mutton. The ru- the rune clown ha- the rune clown hammer. So yes, it turns out that when all of my monsters died in a hellscape, it turned out that everyone was actually really happy about it. I've never had a TPK where everyone cheered at the end. That was a beautiful thing to see. Um, and my other games have started. Uh, my I'm running an Avatar: The Last Airbender game. I'm I'm using Palladium rules, but I all but I've also written up quite a few rules myself. And that game got off to a wonderful start. It was a lot of fun. It was hilarious. That game's going well, and um, I'm still running a D and D game. I'm still running a D and D fifth game. Mm-hmm. That game is going to go on forever. And uh, the other game that I'm uh, the game that's starting today, actually, is a game of supervillains. And I'm not quite sure how this game is going to go, but we're going to find out today. Well, Sadly, I am a man down. My friend James is sick. Okay. But everybody else is going to be there, so today is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to see how a supervillains game goes in the Palladium world of where we're running a Villains Unlimited game. And as you've already met, this is uh, that most recent guest is my son Luke. So that was Luke, yes. Luke, get off the chair. Who I was not successfully able to talk over, but it's just SDC news. But again, a quick recap. Luke, I am running a Villains Unlimited game. It is called Revengers, and we will there will be more on that as follows. Uh, that one's also going to be posted. Uh, Seekers of the Sacred Sword, my Avatar of the Last Airbender game, that will be posted as well. And so, I also run a D&D 5th game, so I, I am all gamed up. You're and gamed out. So, that is SDC News. Uh, and now, on to the topic of discussion. We are going to dive into... Speaking of yeah, a crap ton of 
uh, games and books and stuff. Oh yeah, everybody just so, missed it. He was he had children balanced all over himself a moment ago. That was a one, that was a sight to see. Quite literally. Um, so speaking of books and stuff, so how many bookshelves do we need for our role playing games? How like I'm not asking how many if we buy all of them, but how many realistically do we need? Well, sadly, Jeff, you're speaking to a true reader. Okay. Uh, my my library is measured in closets and rooms rather than well, shelves. But... Mine is too, but that's my fiction library, not necessarily ah, yes. my, my role-playing role playing library. library. Uh, m m mine would have to be measured in both. Uh, even Kevin himself was quite shocked to find out how many of his books I had actually paid money for. Um... Now, as opposed to stolen them off eBay or stolen again, them off Pirate Bay, or what? so that everybody knows, okay, the way that my Rifts and Palladium library has worked, I have the copy that I use, the book that I use, and then I have a copy, I have the same copy of the same book that is from a collection that is vacuum sealed and sits on a shelf and is uh, mint. So that is how my Palladium library runs. And so yes, not only do I have two of everything that Palladium has ever made, except for the Rifters. I don't have, I have very few of the Rifters, no. but as far as the actual published uh, books go, I have at least, I have at least one copy of everything. Uh, more likely, and it is safe to say, I have two copies of everything Palladium has ever made. Um, and I also currently uh, bought all of the Savage World. I actually bought the hardback mm -hmm. books. Nice. So. Um, how many is too many? It's safe to say I have way too many. It really is safe to say. When you need a moving van just for the books. Well, we could go back we could, we could go <laughs> back to that Monster Factory game that I was running. Right. And I'm not sure if you remember character creation, but for I, character I creation for that game, I had eleven books mm -hmm. spread out on my coffee table. Oh yeah. Because that was the information that because that was the that was the library that all I needed. The, all the skills. And now, all the I, well, and, and well, stuff, a lot of people yeah. out there are, you know, I, they're calling me an idiot. I can feel it, uh, because they even most, because from, most people do PDFs. Most people do do the download. Uh, you know, they download the PDF of the books. Well, and, and, I've, and, I, some, and I've done that myself. But there's a problem with that. I mean, you can't you know, pull it back. You know, you can't hold it to yourself. Look up, you know, a skill or something. Hand it to somebody and then say, okay, what other skill do you want? Oh, let me find that. You know, and it's you know it's hard to pass it back and forth. If they had a copy of their own, I mean that would be different. But you also cannot you also cannot put your finger in a p. You know, it has a function like this where you can mark a page and just go back to it immediately. Mm -hmm. um, most tablets and Nooks and uh, other PDF formats actually do have. You can you, you can you can actually mark, you can page mark the books. Uh, you page mark the page that you were on, so you can go right back to it immediately. Mm -hmm. um, so that so that's a feature that I didn't know about for a while, which so I thought that made things hard. Uh, but the other thing, um, yeah, um, about about the PDFs though. Is um, they? I mean, I, I don't want to knock the PDFs. They really do save on a lot of space. PDFs and, are nice, um, and, and they're great to access <coughs> to. But they are. Uh, but these PDF book files, they are not small. No, those, they are those not. file those files are quite large. And for those people whose and tablets and books and all these things, they do have limited. Um, capacity and even and even and even on a nook i mean uh now there are people who actually can and say they actually do oh i've got my whole palladium library on my nook and they're like okay or on my tablet and i'm like okay well that's great uh and 
now how much and how much space do you have left and they actually you know they'll still have space left of course but they'll look at that and they'll be like oh yeah and they'll realize just how much of a chunk that that actually is yeah. eating up and the, and that'll only be at, well at most i don't know uh, most most of the plain people that i run run into uh yeah they'll say uh a lot of them don't keep more than 12 books in there at a time mm-hmm. and that makes a lot of sense i mean in my uh, in my smartphone i've got pdfs um you know, I've got a lot of them on the cloud, but mm-hmm. I only have a handful on my on my phone at any given time, just because because of that. Yeah, granted, I have a 32 gig phone mm-hmm. plus a 64 gig uh, memory card, but I can't tell you how many audiobooks I've got on there. Like, I literally can't tell you. It's in the 10 or so range but um the the fact that that eats up probably 70 percent of all that total storage mm-hmm. thank you george rr R. martin <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> i'm looking straight at you somewhere in california um Every time we laugh at George R. R. Martin, I feel bad inside. Because he's killing a character that yeah, is like, like yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, after you have that, you have apps, you have whatever mm-hmm. else you need or want. You don't have a whole lot of space, and if and then mm-hmm. if you're not strictly speaking palladium you have D. you have mm-hmm. savage worlds you have there's some there are a lot of other systems any, out there any other systems shadow run you have firefly you mm-hmm. have any other system if you want any of those pdfs you're gonna have to make space for those as well so back to the original question or I guess, when, or I guess we could turn this into a commercial for Apple and for uh, every other tablet and computer maker out there. You know, so what the, the what is what is the answer? What is the solution? You need more. Buy more. You need more tablets and more phones and more computers to store all of your stuff. Well, so you can guess, have all the apps you want. I was gonna say backpedaling a little bit. <laughs> if we, uh, <laughs> you're just an Apple whore or something. I don't know. Yes, I know. Well, um, the first, the, it's not a pro- The first step is admitting it, and I have done that. You but, know, it only took cell uh, two androids to become. Yeah, there, is, there it there is. There it is. There it is. But when it, but when it comes down to again, just uh, to the initial question that we were that we were that we like, want to bring up and discuss, how many is how like, many is too many? Like yeah. So you look at the whole system, uh, you know, like Palladium. Mm-hmm. How many books can you reasonably put out before you start treading on the same ground? Or, right. Or D&D. You know, they've got Greyhawk. They've got um, Neverwinter Nights. They've mm-hmm. got uh, Forgotten Realms. How many different areas do you need to go over before you, they just all kind of run together, do you think? Well, and... I noticed this in Palladium. I'm not sure if D&D uh, ever, uh, or if any other game system did this, because I've, I've always been a, a Star Trek Palladium man, but 
with the Palladium books, I remember back when we were kids, and when I would get a new book, that would be the game that I would run. Mm-hmm. And the more I th- and when I think about that, and I think about what we're talking about, what we're talking about here, each Palladium book, you really can run a game with that one book and the core book. Yeah. Those are the only two books that you would need to actually just r- to run your own game set oh, in yeah. whatever world that is or whatever uh, adventure um, um, companion that you've purchased or um, source book mm-hmm. that, uh, that you've got. Yeah, uh, you only really need the one book and the core book uh, to do that. Um, but where it comes, you know, with the with these Palladium, with, uh, Palladium and their Megaverse... Is that you can actually link and 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 I ran, and I used to run games like this all the time and uh, my friend going back to my friend Pete who gets another shout out when uh, I would hear about these games that Pete would run and I you know I'd ask Pete because Pete would run these games where he would have uh, Cosmonites and superheroes and Nightbane and mm-hmm. uh, and ancient knights and ancient dragons he'd have all these elements from all over the megaverse in his game and I I kind of just went ah. Steve or Pete, how does that not drive you nuts? And Pete's like, well, it can it can be a lot, and (laughs) um, and well, anyway, that's when Pete and I kind of got to you know you know throwing back and forth game strategies, and Pete, you know, yeah, I gave him some pointers on you know you know keeping the world smaller because that'll help him get more done in his games, whereas uh, he kind of opened my my mind to like you know the possibilities of um, uh, see some of my players. Uh, in fact, I'd say most of them uh, would say that I'm uh, that I'm a rail railroader sometimes. I'd say that's and, fair. <laughs> and, and, and it is and it is fair. Um, the thing that and the thing that I uh, the thing that I need to remember uh, in all of this is to let is to let is to let the players uh, you know do what they want. Mm-hmm. When it comes to when when do you start treading on the same ground? Right. When uh, you know when do things start to overlap? Uh, so, Palladium, uh, Palladium and D and I know both of the game systems well enough to know that um, they're all streamlined enough that they all you will always eventually come onto the same track. Mm-hmm. Again, every and every Palladium, every person that plays Palladium knows this. Every world book that has a weapons list, there are those four weapons. There's the pistol, the rifle, the automatic rifle, and the plasma cannon. Every world has one of their own. They may have named it something different, but the stats are all the same. Yeah. It'll have a different much. look and a different name, but no, the stats are all the same. And, or at least very similar. Or yet yeah, or they're at least very similar, yes indeed. Um and you know, on a lot of like, games, uh like like in this villains game, for example, that we're running. And no matter what uh game you run in run in the rules for telekinesis are the same in Heroes Unlimited as they are in the World of Rifts, as they are in Nightbane, as they are in Plenty uh, of Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, the only the only changes that come up are they do they have made they do make specifications they do revisit powers mm-hmm. based upon the worlds that they're in, but you always eventually find yourself running on the same track. Eventually, no matter which book or no matter how many books you have, you are ultimately going to you're you're going to see that overlap. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are the things that are going to overlap every time. You've got the weapons that are going to overlap. Um, you've also got the, um, but that but I guess but a lot of it is 
See, because there's the overlap. There are the things that, you know, they say they're different, but they're the same. Mm -hmm. But then there are those things that are the same because it's the same world and all these things follow the same rules. Um, but the beautiful but like, thing about Palladium, this is the one thing I just sure, want to say, sure. because the one thing that doesn't, that tends to not ever overlap, and this is living proof that I've read all of play, uh, Kevin Sidebeach's books way too much, there, most of, you don't see a whole lot of character overlap. Mm-hmm. Every right. character you come across in the world of Rifts is very, very unique and very... So, but I mean, they, they name them, I mean... Mm-hmm. You've got, you know, Wild or the Spirit West. You've got New West. You've got Lone Star. You've got, you know, and you've got each of these geographic regions. You've got Canada. You've got Australia. Um, eventually, they're going to run out of space because mm-hmm. unless they go to Antarctica, which they could, they've done underseas. They could go to India, maybe. Well, well, and this brings up the topic of which which world books could they make and haven't yet. Yeah, but again, you're going to start running into the problem of, mm-hmm. crap, we've run out of space on the planet to actually riftify. How do we continue to continue to uh, make this a living world? Mm-hmm. Other than just revising what they've got. Well, they've gone savage, and that's been and that's worked out pretty well. Uh-oh. Daddy duty falls. What's wrong? They've also. Well, so, like I said, going savage has helped. Uh, the other thing that they uh, that they did that uh, that revamped things, uh, the world first they have uh, they have the dimension books. That's true. Uh, you can Thirteen of them, in fact, and they they branched out into other worlds and other dimensions and into space and into time and into the past and into um, well into heaven and into hell and into. Uh, mm-hmm. All seven of the circles, and so that um, they've done that as well. Shout out to Dante uh, Alighieri right there. Oh yeah, there you go. He gave us those seven circles of hell. Oh yes. But personally, that's what I've um, always liked about the Palladium universe is that it's so big and so varied and so vast. Mm-hmm. And well, and I like the fact that you can take a full conversion cyborg like mm-hmm. my current character. And suddenly, you know, they're at a ley line. At a ley line lift. And um, suddenly, somehow, he's uh, he's in the far distant past. And he's a cyborg. Mm-hmm. And people are really freaked out by him. So, yeah, I mean, I, I do like that, but it... Okay, so let's shift gears then to D and D. Okay, so we've got five editions of D and D. One of which a lot of people don't really like to talk about. And you know, but it's argue- still there and it's still a thing, and collectors do still have it. Yeah. Uh, and arguably, you can even say that first edition was kind of two-ish, but. I love- 
Thank you, Genevieve. I love you too. Um, so, uh, sorry, I just lost track of myself. Oh, yeah, so. Too many books. They've got. They've three got, and three point five had a lot of books. Three and three point five did have quite a few books, uh, but really, there were just the core three: the Player's Handbook, the Monster Manual, and the and the, and the GM's Guide. Yeah. But um, second edition AD and D had a lot, and they've since started reprinting them, mm-hmm. so that. You know, and I'm assuming since you know they've started supporting since Wizards bought them, and they're supporting well, Wizards and Hasbro, whatever. Mm-hmm. They're supporting everything now, except for I think First Ed. Um, they're expanding it still, so you know, how many times do you need to expand Wizards? Or how many times, you know, how many times can you expand the idea of Fireball or something like that, or Tensor's mm-hmm. Floating Disc? Um, which, honestly, that has saved me so much time. Is just say, you know, you got Tensor's Floating Disc, you can have as much stuff as you want. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know it. it well, the, yeah. Well, again, when yeah. the when the question when the question of what is too much and how many and how many times do you revamp something before you you're just telling the same story over and over and over again, um, that is the challenge of writing these games and of creating these games. Mm-hmm. And going back to you know the writers and the books and LTV, uh, that is always the challenge because yeah. And I I talk about this with uh, my friend Jessica a lot of you know how many stories really exist out there, and we came up with. You know, there really are only what five or six stories that's true. That, that can actually be told. That's and, true. I mean, uh, and and, 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 that's... The, and the challenge and the challenge is being able to put a new spin mm-hmm. on an old thing that we all know and have seen before, but the new spin that uh, that they're putting on it, which Palladium is really really good at. Um, so whole Joseph Campbell idea. Yep. Um, one that one that I'm remembering properly. Uh, I guess this is uh, you know so to share a story. The most books I've ever used for a single game. I ran, I ran a night campaign. Now a lot of people would think that the the all wizards game that I ran would have used more books, but the the game that was completely wizards was a Palladium fantasy game. It wasn't a Rifts game. Mm-hmm. And that is why I used fewer books to create an all wizards game than mm-hmm. I did to create an all knights game. Because the all knights game. I have a question. Were they on the coast? Did you call it Wizards of the Coast? Somebody did, and I didn't get it. At the t- I didn't get it at the time. He kept making that joke, and he kept laughing about it, and I, I was completely clueless, sadly. Um, that was that was back in the day. Um, but this this game that I ran, where everybody was a different knight of some kind. Mm-hmm. We, and, and I had I had a Russian Bogotar, and I had a Mystic Knight, oh, okay. and I had a Cyber Knight, and I had an I had a Nexus Knight, an evil energy fiend, because mm-hmm. that's what they are. Uh, I also had a Cosmo Knight, and I had a Line Warrior from South America, and I had a oh where uh, yeah I had a Samurai. There we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I I had a Japanese Samurai, and I also had. Uh, uh, here's another one. There was a 
there, there, there was. Uh, I, I remember there, there was a, there was a. Okay, take my word for it. There was another one in there, but uh, you well, at least half a dozen books. Well, this, well, this, well, well, there were, well, there was a lot. But what you also have to remember about this game is, okay, well, because everybody was a different knight from some place, right? right? Well, what also has to be pointed out in this game is, and I'm not making this up. I had 16 players in this game. Oh my god! Which means that there were 16 well, knights. Right. Which means that the bare minimum of books that I used for character creation alone was 16 books. And I remember that specifically. So as far as I'm just going to go out on a limb of the purpose behind this me telling this story, period, is what I... You yes, I ran a game memory. where... Yes, I ran a game where every night from every corner of the world had to come together to fight one indomitable threat. And that was a... I don't care what... Some of my players say that was a great game, and <laughs> I know at least three of my players were having the most fun that they've ever had in any game I've ever run, period. In every game, there are the alphas that emerge, right. and, then, and then sadly, there, there are those people who are just kind of struggling to do what they do and get mm -hmm. get scraps of get the scraps of experience that fall by the wayside and level up yeah. that way but maddie is one um, of those uh one of those alphas she's always somehow she always she plays. emerges she emerges quite often well that's because she's actually really good at this for as mousy and shy as she acts she really is quite good at this um but when it comes to um too many you know uh when it comes to overlap that night game i kid you not they're Okay, it, every role, every skill role was contested by somebody else. Oh, gosh. The skill sets did not differ, like, at mm -hmm. all. Mm -hmm. And that actually turned out to be a huge problem because that is the game, that is one of the times. Uh, Lee, now, there's another time this happened, and Lee makes fun of this time, but I remember that game, there was a skill that nobody had. I think it was... Uh, because because they're all knights, right? Mm -hmm. And so the one skill that nobody had that everyone knows you should never go into a rift game without, but because they're all knights, nobody had it. And I think it was it was uh, what was it? I think it it actually it was like pick locks I think. <laughs> something really it was, stupid. Well, no, not something stupid. Pick locks is a very useful and key skill. It really is. But not something a knight would. have. But it's not a skill that a knight would have. And it, and it turns out in a game that's full of knights, we you know we, we did not have a rogue. We had nobody. I mean, what my knights were learning, you know, it turns out what all these knights were learning actually were like all these horrible skills that no knight would ever admit to having. <laughs> we had knights that were learning how to seduce, and knights that were learning gamble, and knights that were learning to. Uh, well, actually, that's not true. My samurai had gambling, and so so we, so we had so we well, had the gambler. That makes sense. But that samurai, uh, but that also. Gamble, yeah. But that didn't change the fact that, I, and I'm pretty. Oh no. Um. But yes. But no. There were like these skills, like pick locks, pick pockets, palming. Oh, detect ambush and detect concealment. These were two others that apparently knights just don't have. Mm -hmm. Now I know the cyber knight does. Somebody's gonna call my bluff right here because saying, well, the cyber knight has it. I'm okay. Yes, that's one. That's one. That's one character out of sixteen. And what happens if the cyber knight's knocked out or injured? You're kind of hosed. So, um. When you run these games, when you've got all these books and all these characters, um, the important thing to remember is if you're going to have too many books in a game, try to make sure that you keep the new spin on things spinning. Mm -hmm. and kind of, uh, you know, 
it kind of makes me think of because there are only a handful of stories that can be told because you know it's the whole idea of the the monomyth and and whatever you want to call it um what can i say do we even need uh, do we even need the extra books or can we just could we just use the core and say, okay, we're going to be in Russia and make make crap up as we go? I know that's now, heresy. Now, that's heresy. Well, well, from... well, I would say, well, now, from well, from my own personal standpoint, there, I mean, I've never been one to, you know, make up a game as a go. Uh, sorry, I've right. never been one to avoid or shy away from making up a game and just making stuff up as it goes. Mm-hmm. But... In, in a game system and in a world that provides you all these materials, you might as well use them. Right. But going back to, again, just, you know, do we really need all the extra books? I would say, I in uh, for the sake of, do you need all of these books? Do you really need all of them? I mean, if you really, let's say that, because, I mean, some people don't like running every type of game out there. Some people... Right. Are only going to run horror games or superhero games or uh, Star Wars games mm-hmm. or whatever type of game. And if and if you are a monogamous GM and if you have monogamous players, then no, there are a lot of these books that you just do not need. Mm-hmm. So I would say stick with the books that you know you're going to use. Right. Which is the which is which is the ultimate answer. Uh, next to uh, what we've already discussed is uh, the reason why for all of these books all the time is to put a new fancy shiny spin mm-hmm. on all these stories that we already know. So like uh, yeah, I I agree that like if if you and your players only play Call of Cthulhu or something like that. Okay, great. You only need you don't then you don't need, need superheroes, you don't need fantasy. Yeah, it's great. Um there are what maybe 6 7 or 8 uh additional I don't know, maybe maybe even that is an inflated number. Uh, additional resources for for Call of Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean it's pretty open. I mean you can you can make stuff up or you can go online and find stuff, mm-hmm. but for the most part, that's it. Well, and the, well, and the well, and the other. And the other big one that we were going to want to go to uh, right there is I get asked about you know, this is in regards to my D and D game, mm-hmm. and I get asked all the time by the other because uh, I run my game in Dragon's Keep, and mm-hmm. I've got I've got the the uh, the two or three other GMs that you know that play there while while I'm running game, they come at me all the time saying you know you know where'd you you know where you know where'd you buy this where did, where do you, where do you get your dungeon. Mm-hmm. Uh, materials and I'm like, oh well, these are the the three sets that I bought them at the store. And they're like, no, 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 not that. Where do you get the dungeon from? Oh, and what I just, and it, you know, it kind of took me a while to understand what they were actually asking me. And I felt like, oh, uh, what you're hearing, the adventure bits, what they're doing, and all these uh, mechanics and tricks and traps and rules. No, yeah, I make that up. Yeah, I mean. And if you're good at that, and that's the reason why I brought this up, and if you're really good at making up your own dungeons, yeah. mm-hmm. and again, no offense to the market, 
but you really don't need to buy all of those D and D dungeon packs if you're good at making up your own your own stuff places and of uh, entoilment. In what? Entoilment? Or inter? Uh, sorry. Oh, Is that a word? I don't know. It's been a long day. <laughs> places of danger. Um. I don't internment. Know. There we go. Uh, like a place where you one would keep a prisoner. Yes, internment. Yes. <laughs> Entoilment. I'm gonna use that. Um. You can't. It's copyrighted. <laughs> it is now copyrighted. No. Wait, we're on a. That's a. We're that's on a, a. That's a. Coalition, a that's a coalition dead boys term. Yeah, but we're on a Creative Commons license, so they ever whoever wants to use it can use it, but they have to credit us. Hey, as long as they're creditors, <laughs> it's all theirs. Anything, uh, anything else you want to add to this? Um, not really. I think, uh, I, I, think, I think that's pretty good. Yeah, I'm kind of running lean on um, additions to, oddly enough, um, oddly enough, when we're talking about excessive material, I'm running short on material. So, so on that note. Yeah. Uh, next podcast, uh, I would like. I actually, I would like to get back to some of these worlds. I would like to get back to uh, the job fair and yeah. the travel agency. I'd like. To, I would like to get back to that. So uh, yes. next time, I think. I think what I would like to talk about next time, because this one will be a cool one, and I think we'll actually dedicate a couple of podcasts to this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do the war. Oh, the war. Coalition versus Tolkien. Let's do that. Maybe we could do like one per. That'd be a nice one. Yeah. So stay tuned for we we will event, we will we will cover the war from time to time. We will be war war correspondent. That will be <laughs> there. We go. Well, we will do that. We we we're on the front lines. There so. we go. Yes. So uh, so you know, so that is uh, that is that is that, and we want to make sure that you all heard from us to let you know that we are still here and we are still podcasting and we broadcasting. We are still alive. Yes, we are, um, and we are still healthy despite. All the stuff that we've all been through, and hopefully you are too. Yes, and and the game is still running. I can be found at my website akiria.com. Um, is uh, and I I also check uh, Coalition Dead Boys all the time. I check I I do check the um, the Facebook page and mm-hmm. the site often. So uh, you get and you guys are welcome to follow. Coalition Dead Boys on Twitter, or you can follow Doom Squid on Twitter, and I'm also on Blogspot. And it's DoomSquid at Blogspot.com. Mm-hmm. And as always, the um, like you said, our Twitter handle is at csdeadboys. Uh, we're at deadboys.blogspot, uh, coalitiondeadboys.blogspot.com, and you can email us at uh, coalitiondeadboys at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, I'm kind of an introvert as far as all the other stuff goes. So if you can find me, good luck. I'm like Maddie, but you can only sometimes find me at your local library. Yeah, come find me. I like to talk. I like yeah. to meet people too. And I'm always on daddy duty, so you can't usually find me outside the house anyway. There you go. So yeah, um, I think that about wraps it up. All right. Thank you very much. I'm Matt. And I'm Jeff. Thank you very much, and carry on, citizens. The Coalition Dead Boys podcast is licensed under a Creative Commons International 3.0 international license.
any third party names, sounds, smells, tastes, or other information is copyrighted with their individual owners. Please don't sue us. Thank you.